Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. All right, it's April and almost end of April, I think. 2020. And I say, I think because like most of the world, we are all in, you know, a stay at home, stay safe mode. Yes. Self-quarantining for this COVID-19 pandemic. So what does that have to do with today? Well, I thought I would do a fun show on cat trivia and invite a special guest back so we can, you know, have a little fun with this. It might be fun for, you know, those of you that have, um, besides having your fur babes, have some two-leggers that you're homeschooling or, you know, just something fun. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce you again to Harris Baker. He is the creator of Catfluence, and his Instagram handle is at Catfluence. He has over 12,000 followers, probably more by the time you're listening to this. And he just has amazing info about cats. And I'm so thrilled to have him on. Welcome, Harris. Hey, Michelle. Thank you for having me again. It's good to be back. It's great to have you back. So tell us, how are you and your your kitty family holding up with this uh, self-quarantine stuff we're going through? We're, We're doing pretty good, all things considered. I think the first maybe two or three weeks, the cats were pretty excited to have me back. But now I think they feel um, I'm invading their space and they've been social distancing for me a little bit. But it, it has been nice to be able to be a little closer with them and, and see them more and be able to take time throughout the day to see how they're doing and, and play a little bit. You know, it's funny when you say there's social distancing from you. <laughs> I think my cats did the same thing. And one of them I can only find during food time. I think um, he's hides under the bed like the whole day. You know, like, stay away. I don't need you. What are you doing with my nap time space? Goodbye, kind of a mode. And that's Dennis. He's just, he's over it. He's, like, ready. He goes, like, if I could understand his meows really well, he'd be saying, when are you leaving? When are you going away? (laughs) It is time. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely feel in the same way. All right, so... I know we're talking about this, and it's it's a great time, I think, to have a show on cat trivia because, you know, there's a lot of parents that are homeschooling, and I'm not. I'm grateful I'm not. I have a lot of empathy for those that are. This might be something fun for your kids. So there you go. Here's a free lesson. Also, 
for people that are just bored, you know, it's kind of something fun, right? Don't you think? Yeah, I think so too. It's a good way to, to keep people engaged during this time where we're all stuck at home and looking for things to do to, to take up our time. Right. And it's also good, you know, you're out exercising, something fun to listen to. And just so you guys know, as an added bonus, we're going to do something different. We're going to have the questions, all the questions for the trivia. Some are going to be on Harris's at Catfluence Instagram. And some are going to be on my Instagram, which is at Michelle Fern Pet, when the show is posted. So again, they're going to be on both of our Instagrams. So you have to check both. And hey, why not follow us both? We both have different types of things on our Instagrams. Uh, both are about cats. And why not? So it's at Catfluence and at Michelle Fern Pet. And if you forget, this will also be on the stagnant page that is with every episode on PetLifeRadio.com. Go to Catitude and show information will be there under this show. All right, let's get started. Okay, we have three different topics, which I thought would be kind of cool. Kittens, cats in the wild, and then cats at home. Because what else is there, right? I mean, I guess we could do... Yeah, those are about the main categories. Right? I felt like I like it's a quiz show, you know, except I don't, sorry guys, I don't have a million dollars to give you, but you know, that that would be make it really fun, huh, Kenna? Huh, Harris? Yeah, and I, I'm definitely interested to, to talk about some of these cats in the wild questions because I've been exposed to that a little more recently with the uh, Tiger King show and I've been following a lot of other cool wild cats that are on Instagram that I, that I didn't really know about either. So it'd be fun to talk about that stuff. Okay, when we get to that, you can explain to me the draw of the entire King show because I watched one. I, I don't get it, but we'll get there. All okay. Right. All right, let's talk about kittens first. Okay, first one. Okay, so can a female cat have a litter of kittens with more than one father? Okay, this actually happened to me. Well, not me, but my one of my TNR cats. It's kind of rare, but it happens, and I know it happened. When Sammy was pregnant, she had two tabbies, and then she had a tuxedo. So she's a tabby. You have two tabbies, and I know knew the father, but then you have one that's nothing like it, and that's when you know there's two fathers involved. So she ended up with, there was two tabbies, the tuxedo, and her one litter. Her next litter was all tabbies. So, yep, it happens. So generally, if you have a litter of kittens and there's one that's different, that means there's probably two fathers involved. Okay, I have one for you. My kitty was born, and actually all of them were born with the most amazing blue eyes, and I was so excited. But then I found out something else. So do you know why kittens are born with blue eyes? So kittens are born with blue eyes because they aren't born with the color pigmentation that is needed for true eye color. And fun fact about me as well, so I'm colorblind. So I can actually see, I can see colors, but I have a hard time differentiating between like blues and purples and, and reds and green. And I actually do have, on one of my eyes, I have a big blue like pig pigmentation as well. So it's kind of an interesting question. So you can kind of relate. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting how this happens because some cats stay blue-eyed. I think it's Siamese have blue eyes, right? Um, Yeah, I think so. But I didn't know this when my kitties were born and I thought they were going to stay with the blue eyes. But nope, it doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> interesting. I have a question for you. Okay. You know, this happens with kittens. This happens with cats. Why do they need you like bread? 
and it's usually on your stomach and it's usually when you haven't been doing a lot of your sit-ups but not always <laughs> i think because they want to be making sure while you're quarantined you're working out um but i think it's that's also what I th- that's what i used to think <laughs> i used to think okay you're reminding me i have to hit the sit-ups right but no nope. yeah. Um, so the main reason is it helps them feel calm and secure. It brings them back to when they've been nursing and kneeling with their mother so they can be fed. And cats do that as well, not just kittens. That's what I think is interesting is that cats do it too. So even though you have a cat that's, you know, four, five, six, they still go back to that calmness of when they, you know, were were babies and do that kneading thing, which yeah. is as the pet parents, it's not the most comfortable sensation, especially if your kitty is kind of big. But hey, you know, we're cat parents, whatever, yeah. whatever for the kitties, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. You know how they say, I know we're mostly cat people here, but you know how they say, you know, with the dog years, every year, seven years, and with cats, it's kind of like that. Well, guess what? It's not really true. So, Michelle, if you have a four-month-old kitten, how old are they really in, in equivalent to human years? Well, I used to, way back before I did a bazillion podcast shows, I used to think it was like dogs. You know, seven years is one, one, one cat or dog year is seven years. But then I read that is not true. There was more research done and all of that. And so... Your four-month-old cat is actually equivalent to a five-month-old. And that is probably why they start getting into things so much, at, you know, because <laughs> a five-year-old's into everything, right? And yeah. so that's why your cat's like that. Very interesting. Okay. This is the last of our kitten question, and it's kind of tricky. How do you tell if a cat is a male or a female? So it's hard to tell until they're between three and four weeks old. But in a male, it's the distance from the anus to the, the genitals is further and shaped like a dot. While on a female, it's shaped like a slit. So that's something that if, if you're trying to tell the difference, that's that's what you're looking for. You know what? I heard when I was trying to figure this out from, from when I had the first little kitty batch, somebody said something about something down there shaped like a question mark. And I didn't see any question marks, so I don't know what they, what that meant. And I'm sure I'll get some emails. People tell me what the question mark thing is. But it's funny because I had to take the kitties to the vet when they were just maybe barely three weeks old. And I remember they were 1.3, 1.4, and 1.5 pounds. And the littlest one, Molly, was 1.3. And my vet could barely tell. He goes, I think it's a girl, but I'm really not sure because they're not developed enough. So... You have to wait till four to like four weeks, a little bit more. And again, I guess, you know, they like sticking their tails up if you rub them near their, the back, the base of the um, spine. So just take a look. Yeah. And I guess it could cause some problems down the road if, if you give them a name too quick and you can't tell. And a couple of weeks after you realize it's, it's not what you thought it was. Right. Well, when I found Sammy, I didn't know what she was because. And I thought she was a kitten. So we said, okay, we'll call her Sammy because then it could be a boy or a girl because I don't know. Yeah. We didn't know until she gave birth. Oh, I think it's a girl because she was a TNR cat. I'm not getting near her to raise her tail, you know? I mean, Yeah, that just, was a good name. You chose that. Right? Now we're going to take a short break. And Harris, we're going to come up with the one. Probably this year we're going to be the expert on this one. Cats in the wild. We'll be right back. Okay. 
everyone. Michelle Fern here. I have the perfect gift for Mother's Day. You know, I can't visit my mother-in-law as much as I'd like to. And that's why I love the Skylight Frame. It's a touchscreen photo frame that you can email photos to and they appear in seconds. So my mother-in-law can see the pictures right away. And I have a great savings for you. Just go to skylightframe.com slash pet and you'll save $10. That's right. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash pet, P-E-T, and you'll save $10. And get ready to receive sheer happiness thank yous from your recipient because they will love this. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back, everyone. We're doing cat trivia. And I have my guest, Ta Harris, from at CatFluence. And we're now we're on the um, second topic, Cats in the Wild. Okay, Harris, before we get into Cats in the Wild, tell me about Tiger King. So Tiger King was a show on Netflix, about, uh, mainly about this guy, Joe Exotic, who had a tiger sanctuary somewhere. And he was kind of not the greatest person um, in the world. A lot, a lot of the people that were on the show aren't, don't seem like, like the greatest people, but they showed a lot of exotic cats and kind of went viral online. It was, it was pretty entertaining, especially while everyone was stuck at home looking for new things to watch for. Um, so it was definitely entertaining. I don't condone a lot of the stuff that was that was on it. But it's good entertainment um, if you're at home and need some fun to watch. You know what? I watched a little bit of it, and it kind of reminded me of that show. What's it called? Like police when they're catching people? Like cops or, or live PD? Yeah, like cops. Like I think it was just called cops, and they would find people doing the craziest things. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is pretty similar to that, and it's it's just crazy how there are these people that have all these these huge cats, and there's so much so much money that goes into it, and so many things being done the wrong way and not really treat, treating animals right. So it was definitely good that those kind of people were able to be exposed and, and they shed a light on it. I'll, I'll try it again. I know a lot of people like it, but I'll try and give it a shot. Okay. Anyway, so let's get out with trivia of Cats in the Wild. So everybody, most people know the fastest cat, and I'm going to give you the answer right now. It's the cheetah. A lot of people know that. But what is the slowest wild cat? First of all, the research, that was hard to find. And Harris, I bet you don't know that one. What is that <laughs> one? The slowest one is the, the leopard, which moves at 36 miles an hour, which is still pretty fast, probably faster than, than you or I could run or most, most human beings can. But yeah, the leopard is the, the slowest wildcat. Way faster than I could run. Um, they say the average, <laughs> the average person walks at like a brisk pace of three miles per hour, to put it in perspective. So if you figure 36... Yeah, no way I could run that fast. <laughs> and a cheetah, forget yeah. it, 70 miles per hour. Not even, I couldn't do that even if I had, you know, I don't know, someone chasing me that I really wanted to get away from. So, yeah, no way. Yeah, I don't think Olympic runners would even be able to, to, to beat the leopard even. Nope, that is fast. So, which wildcat makes the best domestic pet? Well, if I watch Tiger King more, I would think tigers, but, <laughs> and also have to have some funky people around me to, you know, to run my group here. But since I don't, I found that 
in like pure wildcats, there are the caracals, lynx, and bobcats. And they have been known to be raised as domestic pets. But actually, what the most popular one is, is the savannah. But the savannah is not a true wild, wild cat. The savannah is actually a mix of several African cats and domestic cats. And then, listen to this, they can actually grow up to 30 pounds and they can jump up to seven feet high. So they could play basketball probably. Can you imagine cat basketball with a bunch of savannah cats? That would be pretty fun. I know I know. before the Super Bowl, they have the, the kitty bowl. Maybe next year we could try to start a Savannah cat bowl. Yeah. All right. Next question. Michelle, what is the oldest wildcat? This is interesting. And I know the discovery was not that many years ago. But the oldest cat, and we know cats have been in existence, you know, wild cats, of course, way before humans, like millions and millions of years ago. But what type of cat? And the oldest cat is actually called the Pantheria blythe. And the fossils that were found were stated to be 5.95 to 4.1 million years old. And when they compared the fossils, they found it most similar to the snow leopard. So pretty interesting. And I'm speechless. I mean, that's, can you imagine finding these fossils and then comparing them and finding, you know, it's not that much different from a modern wild cat called the snow leopard. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be a pretty cool discovery. And it's, it's, it's wild that they've been around for, for so many years. Right. I think a lot of the reason that dogs compared to, I think, well, this is, we're not going to talk much about dogs, but cats, even with all the breeding and changing and all of that, they've still kept a lot of their same instincts, you know, that they get from the, not like the wild cats are domestic cats. There's a big difference, but they still have the hunt and prey. They're predators, you know, they're, they're just so different as compared to how dogs have been domesticated yeah it'd be interesting to see if they actually had them as domestic pets back then like the the humans that were around yeah or as i like to think of it my kitties are actually little wild animals which they sometimes are so (laughs) (laughs) you know all right yeah so this is something that perplexes not only what it's for for wild cats and for domestic cats but do wild cats drink water because some domestic cats do and don't but what about the wild cats? Do they or don't they? What do you think? Yes. Yeah. So wild cats do, but only moving water because they've learned that it helps keep them from illness. In bacteria, that's moving slowly or, or not moving at all. It can get bacteria in it. So the wild cats, they've learned from that and they, they only drink from moving water. See, this is where I think our domestic cats are a lot like the wild cats because most domestic cats will drink water if it's moving but they don't really drink a lot of still water. Yeah, yeah, I noticed mine, I don't have a moving one, but I see a lot of the, like the automatic ones, the automatic water feeders that they have, those are constantly moving and, and in motion. I have both because the dogs have a still one and the cats have a moving one. Sometimes they switch and the moving one really draws the cat's attention. I don't know why, water is water, but I don't know, maybe it tastes better to them or something. I may have to look into getting one of those. 
So, Michelle, who is the most famous wildcat? At first, I thought it was the cat from The Lion King, which is Simba. But no, it's actually Bagheer from The Jungle Book, which is by Rudyard Kipling. And The Jungle Book, if you're ancient like me, you know that that was a book published years and years ago. Disney made it into a movie a long time ago. And that's actually the most famous wildcat. Interesting, huh? Wow. Yeah, that is very interesting. And I know of the actual Jungle Book, but I definitely remember the movie. That that was one of my favorites growing up as a kid. And Bagheer was actually, I think, a Black Panther. Yeah. I loved the book. When I was a kid, I just, I loved the book. Okay, let's talk about cats at home. This is something I found so interesting. And I'll bet most of the people out there are going to think, huh, what is that? What does it mean if your cat is digitigrade okay let me say that again digitigrade my initial thoughts for me as a a digital market i would think it would have something to do with that but the real answer is it means that they he or she walks on their toes and they don't touch the ground with their heels it's most true for dogs and cats and and a few other creatures so if if you look at how the cats are walking and they're constantly on their toes tiptoeing around that's what it means to be digitigrade pretty interesting i thought you know i mean yeah I wonder what it means if you walk on your whole foot, like, because digit is kind of like two, I think in Latin, maybe. Yeah. But what does one one mean? I mean, you're on your whole foot for humans, right? Yeah. That'll be interesting. That's another, that's another trivia that we'll have some time, some other show for, for, uh, that's called Peopleitude and not Catitude. (laughs) Okay. What is the most famous cat name? There's actually two most famous cat names. One of them is more modern and the other one is older and it comes with another trivia, a little bit of trivia too. The most modern cat name, of course, is Garfield. Who doesn't know the cartoon cat Garfield, right? Yeah, yeah, it was classic. Yep, classic, super popular. Okay, then the most famous cat name that's actually the oldest is Felix, actually called Felix the Cat. And he was a cartoon cat, of course, and he's over 100 years old. So we're going back to a little before the 1920s. And, and this is pretty interesting. This is the second little bit of trivia here. Felix the Cat was the very first balloon character in the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, wow. Interesting, right? Yeah, wow. Who knew? And Felix was from a cartoon as well. Felix the Cat was a cartoon character. They um, had uh, started out like 1920s, I think kind of around a little before Mickey Mouse, somewhere around that time. And he was just one of the oldest cartoons. He's still around. I don't watch a lot of cartoons. I don't know if his show is still around, but a lot of people still know Felix the Cat. You know, there's a little song with it. And it was a cartoon and still, like I said, still kind of popular and out there. But what I found was cool is that was also one of the oldest balloon characters in the Macy's Day Parade. And the Macy's Day Parade, I think, is going on about, gosh, I think that is coming up on close to 100 years, too. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's up there as well. All right. You know how you feed your cat table scraps, which you shouldn't? And they like some stuff, and some stuff they're like, eh, I don't, I don't want to, you know, bother. Like Dennis, he'll eat 
And here it comes, but no matter what you're eating, it could be a carrot, it could be chips, it could be a lettuce, whatever. He comes right next to you. I want, I want. That's his name. I want. It should be Dennis. I want, you know? Anyhow, now I know why he doesn't want some of this stuff because there is a sense of taste, one of the sense of tastes that your cat does not have. What is it? So it's sweet. So they lack the flavor receptor for sweet. And it's mainly because it's not needed for their survival instincts. So that's why sweet kind of foods they're not really into. That makes so much sense because in the wild, I mean, they're hunting and lizards don't taste sweet. Rodents don't taste sweet, you know, so they're right. I mean, so it makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I've, I've never noticed my cats eating any ice cream or, or candies that I have or anything like that. So, so that explains it. Yeah, I just noticed that they like things like olives. You know, if you have anything very salty, they really like that. And I mean, they shouldn't have that much of table scraps, but anything salty, yeah. they love. Yeah, my cat's similar to yours. You were saying, Elliot, he'll come over no matter what I'm eating and he'll try to get a piece of it. And then he then they get he gets a piece of it, right? And then if it's not one, he goes, Ugh, forget this. Does he do that? Dennis does that. Yeah, or or then eat it and then throw up after the fact. He eats it and then he pukes it up. Yep. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I guess I'm happy Dennis doesn't go that far. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that, that's good. Oh. All right. Here's something that I found interesting. What is one of your cat's strangest behaviors and why? Um, that's a good question. There, there are quite a few of them. I think there's one that I have one. I have a closet that I think at some point I was storing catnip in it. And I don't have it in there anymore. But every time I open that closet, the cat, Elliot, who does the weird stuff, he jumps up in there and just hangs out in that corner of my closet. And sometimes I'll open it up and not realize he jumped in and I can't find him. And then I open it up and he's just hanging out in the closet. Like attacks you? Like comes in, surprises you? Yeah. And or, heart, you know, have like what, a heart attack, you know? Like yeah, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, though? Did you, did your cats have any strange behaviors? Well, I'm fortunate enough to have a pretty big closet, but it's also pretty full. And I'll never forget the time I was looking for something and it was, I had an appointment, it was early in the morning and my closet doesn't have catnip, but I'm looking and all of a sudden I see something moving and eyes and I was just, I almost, I'm glad my whole closet did, you know, the hanging stuff just didn't fall down on me. I fell back. I was like, what is this? Yeah, Molly decided to see what I had hanging that she could play with. I mean, it can scare the heck out of you. People don't realize. But they love this. Cats love to hide in bags and they love to, like, ambush you. Next question. How does your cat give you kisses? Well, you know, you think doggy kisses are by, like, just little licks and whatever. And you think cat kisses would be the same, right? Nope. They don't do kisses in the regular way. And plus... You don't really want cat kisses from their mouth. They have a lot of bacteria in the mouth. That's another show. But be careful of cat bites and be careful of cat licks and stuff. But anyhow, what they do is, and this, whoever thought a special type of kiss just from your cat because, you know, they're cats, right? So what they'll do is they'll look at you and they'll blink really slowly and they're giving you a kiss. And so if you want to give a kiss back to them, you can do the same thing. Have you ever done this? Oh, wow. No, I was not aware of that. 
So yeah, Harris, you, you and Ellie could sit at each other and, and blink really slowly and give maybe, each other kisses if you like. Maybe that's that's why he's been so so crazy lately because I haven't been doing that. So maybe if, if I do that, it'll calm him down a little bit. Yeah, give him some kisses back, you know? <laughs> so what breed of cat is the most talkative? Me if I was a cat, but I'm not. So, <laughs> So what is it? Oh, the most talkative breed of cat is the Siamese cat. And that makes sense because Lady and the Tramp, they not only talk, but they sing. Yeah. So I want to thank you, Harris, for coming on Catitude and being my guest with all of these trivia questions. And I hope all of you guys listening had a great time. Was it fun for you, Harris? Yeah, it was definitely fun. And I definitely learned a lot. And Look forward to putting these on on Instagram and kind of sharing them and with some more people and getting some good engagement. Okay, and give people your handle so that they can find you. Do they call it a handle even? I think so, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Instagram handles. You could follow me at at Catfluence. That's C A T F L U E N C E. Okay, and then I'll be putting up some trivia questions too. So Harris is going to put up some on at Catfluence. I'm going to put up some at at Michelle Fern Pet. These are a lot of fun and it's um, great things to share. And hey, you never know when it's going to come in handy, right? Who knows? Yeah, could be fun bar trivia. You could use it, use it just to tell your friends, see if, see if they know and have some fun with it. Bar trivia once we're allowed in bars again. That, that's true. That's a good <laughs> point. I forgot about that. Well, you could social distance bar, you know, have FaceTime bar for now. But hopefully, hey, if you're listening to this and, you know, 10 months from now, things will be back to the new normal or who knows what. But for everyone that's listening, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Harris, for coming on Catitude and being my guest on the show and talking about um, cat trivia. And everyone, Go check out at Catfluence. Harris has some great stuff on there. He's, what are you, you're also doing, if people can get on there fast, some great donation with your products. Tell us about that real quick. Yes, so I have been. So all my store purchases for the week, uh, we're going to be donating 100% of the proceeds to the three cat organizations that I featured. They're all adoption or shelter organizations. Um, And I just wanted to do something nice to sort of give back to the, the cat community and hopefully the, the more people that buy stuff the more i can give directly to them and, I, and i'm not taking any of the money from it um so if, if you want to contribute to that go to catfluence.com there's shirts hats etc um and again 100 percent of the proceeds goes to three cat organizations okay great and again harris thank you so much for coming on catitude no problem well i hope everyone listening enjoyed this show of, of catitude which is all about cat trivia And I hope that, you know, maybe, I hope it just added a little something fun to your day. You know, this is being done April, end of April, 2020. Most of us have been in self-quarantine with COVID-19 for about four weeks now. And just wanted to do something fun for everyone. For parents that are homeschooling, maybe this would be a little bit of fun for your children to have a lesson about cats, you know? And again, please take a look at um, our Instagram at Catfluence and at Michelle Fern Pet because we will have all of the trivia. They're going to be as kind of separated up on both of our Instagrams. So that's at Catfluence at Michelle Fern Pet. 
And of course, I want to thank everyone listening, which is all of my feline friends out there for listening to Catitude and making it so such a popular podcast for you know everything and anything about cats. Thanks to Harris of At Catfluence for coming on and doing this show with me. And a special, special kudos to him because he did this really quickly. I didn't give him a lot of notice. And um, and he was just awesome. So thank you, Harris of At Catfluence. And I'd also like to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He is what makes this show the best because he makes it, he edits it. You think I sound great all the time? Yeah, I wish I did. But no, Mark Winter makes me and my guest sound amazing. So major kudos for him. And also... I mean, thanks to my cat crew, right? What else? I mean, if it wasn't for my cat crew, how could I do Catitude? So thanks to Molly and Dennis and Charlotte and Sammy and Jethro and Jazz for making me the best cat parent I can aspire to be. Let's say that. And I just want to let everybody know, stay safe. Keep your pets safe. And this will be over soon. We will get through it. There will be a new normal. We'll make it. So, and keep listening. We're going to have so many great shows. And what a great thing to do while you're on um, one of the few things you can do outdoors, which is taking a walk or biking or, you know, running or something. Listen to Catitude. So, again, keep listening. Great stuff coming up. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>